Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 840, Rekindling with Forge Hub, recorded for the release of Forge in Halo Infinite on November 8th, 2022. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am your host, Dust Storm, here with a very special episode. For this one, we've got a couple of folks from our friends at Forge Hub. We've got returning Sir, Sir Iron Wolf and newcomer to the podcast, Captain Punch. Welcome, guys, Hello. to the podcast. Thanks for having yeah, us. For Hello. Having yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good time to have you all on, especially with the winter update coming. Uh, by the time everyone is listening to this, the winter update is here. If you haven't figured that out yet, uh, where have you been? Have you been sleeping under a rock or something? Um, but yeah, the winter update is the latest addition to the Halo Infinite season. We're getting a little bit of a intermission between seasons two and three. We've been talking about it. Everyone else has been talking about it. So I think it's pretty well known at this point. But we're going to be talking about a little of the uh, Forge details, some of which... Uh, you may have missed some of which wasn't covered in the 343 videos that we've had a chance to actually see firsthand uh, with all this being on the Forge Council. Uh, there's some exciting updates coming to Forge Hub with the introduction of Forge into Halo Infinite. Some new contests and other things coming with the release of Forge. And we'll also talk about some of the cool things that we've seen come out of Forge already from the Forge Council. So... I'm going to hand it over to uh, these two fine folks, uh, since they've probably been in Forge a little bit more than I have. Uh, but Wolf and Punch, what's what's going on in Forge? What's the exciting stuff that we should be really looking forward to with Halo Infinite's Forge? Well, uh, gosh, that's a there's a there's a lot. Um, considering <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of a loaded question. Yeah, but. yeah. Considering from um, us. Uh, with uh infinite forge out there now um it's it's such a huge improvement from five we have access to like a lot more tools um scaling uh is a huge tool now um that's kind of one of my favorites one of the ones i've been wanting for a long time so i'm glad we have access to that and then undo redo is like the one that people have known about for for a while because i think uh forge hub was actually the one where we got to uh, break that news to the community so that that was fun um and uh yeah we got to break that at, at outpost yep yep actually, at Halo outpost, during yep. The, the forge panel yeah yeah that was which was a lot of fun i we should, hope we can do another one of those one uh, one of these days yeah hopefully one of these days yeah that would be a lot of fun to do yeah three four yeah. three please bring back Halo outpost <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we can only hope <laughs> but um yeah, so there's just a lot of things. The um, uh, I think at launch now we are having a lot more. Um, there's a lot more palettes, I think, than any uh, like uh, Forge canvases. I mean, than any other. That sounds right. Forge game previously, I believe. Um, or at least specific canvases that are like just canvases. You know, there's there's been a yeah. lot of levels in previous game. These are. You know, when we say canvas, we're talking about the the blank levels that that 
are there just for building on? And I guess that kind of includes Forge World, but, you know, that depends on what your definition of blank is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, well, there is a actual, like, blank as so you can get canvas now. Yeah, um, yes, yes. So so, that's an interesting one for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, which, no, no floors, no walls. Yeah, accidentally no, no stuff. Nothing. Right? Yeah, draw something. Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. gone forever. <laughs> well, you know, but, and thanks to scaling, you can give yourself a big like net <laughs> yeah, yeah. across oh, the bottom while you're building stuff, you know, you just scale up a scale up a perimeter. <laughs> yeah, the uh which I think um it's not it's probably not as blank as some people want it. Oh, to be honest, yeah. like because it still does have this skybox, and I think if you do uh and if you do turn it night, it does have um stars and stuff in the galaxy and i i don't think you can remove that yet i think that's baked into the 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 skybox there so yeah people people still uh, probably want a completely like pitch dark void skybox yeah some void with nothing in there because forgers love to not have to work around stuff in the environment if we have to block stuff out yeah. you know it's uh uh usually a pain but yeah you're it's gonna still... see people building boxes to try and block those out so that they can have large underground spaces or just you know pitch black darkness for this without having to have somebody in the smaller box or whatever like there's a lot of reasons why yeah stuff like they, people, they, people want stuff like that and with scaling it's a whole lot easier to <laughs> to block it's out it, it uh, is, the scenery yeah. Yeah, and that'll be nice to see. Yeah, scaling is one of the things that I am, like I said earlier, most excited for, just because the potential there is uh, is just astronomical. Immense, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. The, uh, um, I think in one of the Forge Fundamental videos, um, they were showing one of the terrain pieces that you can scale into a mountain. And um, I know, like, oh, yeah. uh, even the Forge Council stuff we were always kind of kind of teasing with that one that like you know kind of pop it in and just like oh you just have a mountain now um uh, i i think though in my opinion some of the objects don't go as small as i think they should it's like some objects can go smaller than others and it it's kind of annoying because sometimes you do want to get those small pieces for like um uh, for detail work and everything like that, but uh, sure. so there is some limitations, but I'm pretty sure we'll end up finding those objects that you can get down to like a a pen size uh object or something. You know, they're they're probably there somewhere. Uh, which they can just... they can you can lose them behind drawers or desks or other <laughs> objects that you're forging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is where like the, real life. Uh, which is where the um yeah yeah. Uh, which is where the file system, uh, or not file system, the um, layer system. Uh, I the forget ob- what they, what well, they fold- call it. They're called folders. Yeah, Folders, it, that's it, what it, it is. Yeah, really similar to what you see for layers in Photoshop or or like your objects in something like Unreal. Or it's, it's yeah, hierarchical. You've got two layers deep for folders that you can organize things in. You can move stuff around, set which folder things show up in as you spawn them as a working folder, uh, rename objects so that you can tell them apart, select objects from that menu. It, it's really nice. Really, oh, really yeah. nice for keeping stuff organized. Yeah, the organization has gotten a whole lot better versus... Ridiculously I mean, better. Yeah. 
I think that's pretty much brand new in yes. Forge is that whole organization system. I mean, you had you had prefabs before, but even yeah. that, it was like, okay, you can move the whole object, but there was still... The only thing that you could really do as far as selecting all objects of X collection was by object type. So this gives a lot more flexibility. Yeah, because now you can select it by a folder or a layer or... You know, or- yeah, you can select things by a folder now. Get organization. Oh man, so much better. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say at this point that the only thing that you really can't do in Forge is custom do like a customized terrain or like customized like tree pieces or, or yeah, yeah, other you, pieces you that might not be there in Skybox? Yeah, you can't you, like you can't pull in custom assets. Yeah, then that that's the that's the whole custom assets thing. I think like uh, Fortnite Creative is moving towards something like that with their new unreal thing that they're going for but i don't know how extensive they're going to make it i don't think core lets you do it either uh but you know like they do they they give you a terrain editor i remember hearing whispers about that i, I just don't remember what is, i'll say is it is i, yeah, yeah. I don't know what would be what could be possible for for forge well, it's on their list. Um, in the oh, okay. recent in the recent Forge, um, well, I'm glad they were, <laughs> they confirmed it in the uh, recent Forge Q and A. Because um, okay, I know, I like, when I was working at the studio, um, you know, which for those that don't know by now, I uh, worked at the studio for a few years um, on the Forge team, and uh, the, the one of the goals was to eventually have um, uh, users be able to input their own like content and um, and so that way forge objects and stuff can be a lot more custom like people could you know if people want to make a whole Sanghealy uh, palette um, which I would I would love to see in Halo Infinite because I love the I love that palette in Halo 5 but um, if people wanted to do that and upload it then they eventually would be able to and I, I think it's being looked into and I uh, they're looking at MCC to see how that all works with the mod community and the integration they're doing with um, mod tools uh, in the Master Chief collection. So that's kind of like the test bed from uh, what the post was uh, hinting at. So I think it's definitely going to come eventually, but probably something we won't see for at least a couple years. No, but that's that's good sentiment sentiments though. Like it's it's not like things have to be immediate to be uh good. Right. But I mean we're getting a lot of stuff just out of the box with oh, what yeah. is coming on Tuesday, so yep. yeah. I mean, and, and start that, start with a whole lot lot of good things and add even greater things later on. It's exactly. not, not and, the best strategy. And, and and there are caveats, not just the obvious stuff that we're like we're expecting more things that we're we're not getting like say you know, uh, title from Halo 5. A lot of people are upset that we don't have that water uh, canvas, right? We've got the underwater canvas that uh, a lot of people don't really care for because, I mean, what are you going to do with it, right? You're going to, you can put people out underwater, but you can't build interiors and have them look like they're in the inside of a building underwater because everything in the inside of that building is going to look like you're looking through water because of the screen effects from the level. So, you know, like without that volumetric, like water screen effect, water sheet, like 
combo, right. you really can't utilize that underwater canvas. And like even a canvas like title, well, that's super cool because now we can build islands and we can we've got this large water sheet that we can work with. But like in title, the there was a death barrier right underneath it. So, you know, you could only use so much depth of that. And that could have also been a cost savings thing. So they didn't have to make it so that when you transition to being underwater, it changed your visuals. Um, But, you know, like that water line could have been halfway up, you know, instead of instead of at the bottom of the level. So you could make some underwater spaces and, and, and build down into it and not have people die. And but yeah it's it just remains to be seen like what that kind of stuff is is going to be when they finally give it to us. I'm glad they called some of it out though in the in the Q&A that came out. Yeah, they definitely um uh, it, it's it's been one of the big asks uh from the community and once again like it I know that it's been on the list for a long time but it just it's one of those things like it feels like it keeps on getting pushed back. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, it's definitely something that they want to release, but I also know they want to do it right. Whereas like, you know, a lot of us are keep on saying, you know, just give us a sheet of water. That's like, you know, really simple. So we can at least do some cool, like uh environment stuff with it. Like our um, uh, set dressing and things like, you know, if someone wants to have a, a pond in their level, like and a spaceship and stuff, you know, let them, do that without having to, yeah. you know, uh, do some weird trickery. I mean, I'm sure uh, Forge community here will probably see it in like, I don't know, within a month. Uh, um, someone figuring out some weird trickery to make some water effects, and that'll become like well, the standard. Didn't uh, Infinite Forges already did some? You know, he was still doing basically what we've been doing in the past with shield doors and and fog and a few other tricks. Yeah. So. Um, you know, like we've we've already got some of our old tricks still functioning in 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 Infinite in that way, which is which is helpful and it'll it'll work, especially as a stand-in. And I mean, we did that in Halo Five until people started figuring out gobos and the the decal yeah. trick and yep. and how to how to do stuff with chromas and that to to make some really interesting water effects. So like and liquid other liquid effects. So like it it it'll happen. Um, but. It just depends. This, you know, like so many things were rebuilt. We can't just expect Halo Five uh, techniques to just work. Uh, in the same way that it's been, you know, between each game, uh, really. Uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I think water's been one of the hardest things to forge. Well, yeah. in, in like every we, Halo, we do like, have think the about canvas, what the though. challenges are. Yeah, think about what the challenges are um, to to putting the water sheets in, like. You, you've got, you know, if, if right now we've got these shield doors, and that's just a static animating thing, you know, flat polygon, nothing special there, really, right? But you try to make that a water thing, now you've got, you, you could have that texture still stay flat, and that's going to look a certain way, or you could try to make that texture, you know, have some dimension to it while it animates, and then, okay, that's fine, but it's not going to ripple, it's not going to have any splash decals, it's not going to... Uh, generate a water splash sound when somebody steps in it. Uh, you right. know what I mean? Like those are all the things that kind of need to be considered and, and layered uh, when considering those kinds of things. And like at the same time as like if we have the ability to set things static, do we want to 
make something like that be able to be set static so that it can be uh, scaled? Uh, but does it still animate at that point? Is it just for uh, skybox type stuff out in the distance at that point? You know, like what? Uh, or do the static ones just not ripple and decal, and then they take up less processing power because they're not checking to see if they're interacting with stuff? Uh, in, in, it's not like these conversations are, you know, any ones that we've been privy to, but like that's the kind of stuff I imagine that they're having to discuss when talking about how to implement water sheets. Now we yeah. do have a canvas. Um, that besides the underwater canvas, oh, yes. we have the yes. The marsh, uh, the wetlands one. I, I forget yeah. what um, Myers what uh, wetlands. Myers, I, yeah. I forget was what name the what name it ended up yeah. getting. Uh, Myers, but uh, I've always known it as wetlands because that's what it was like <laughs> eternally, uh, like a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> so, but uh, I, that has like a lot of like water space. I kind of wish like what I always hate about the bounty boxes, and I, I think they said that the bounty boxes are like four times larger than anything in Halo Five. But it always seems like they're not large enough because <laughs> they have like so much like cool geo just beyond the uh, the uh, boundaries, area. and it's like ah, but it's like you make this cool stuff. It's like let us use it, you know. It's like you know, expand it, <laughs> expand it larger. You know, it's like yeah, cool scenery and stuff. But there's like like half this lake that's on Myers is just uh, like you can't go to um, because it's like cut off. I mean, it's still it's still a large amount of water that you can still work with and have access to, but it's like you know, I guess it's one of those things. Just you know, we always want more. Uh, yeah, and and I mean, the levels are huge as they are, and that's and yeah. that's good because even for small levels, because with scaling, you know, uh, we we can make huge skybox elements and stick them off in the distance and layer them. And create parallax effects on larger levels with these huge things in the distance. And there's just so much more scale to be had. Um, you know, the the scenes in uh, Reach where you're flying between those tall buildings. Or in Halo 4 where you're doing that with the Covenant Spires. Um, like those kinds of experiences are able to be made in in um in infinite because you have so much more space i think it's what like uh, the four times the volume yeah, four times uh, of, what they of said in the video the halo 5 like levels two times yeah. bigger like four times volume yeah yeah like yeah that. so i mean you could fit and, and you could build some big stuff in halo 5 if you oh, really yeah. tried yeah, um, yeah. i built some big stuff way too big to even use with an 8v8 roster so you know, if we're if we're ever only stuck with twenty four v twenty four and in, in infinite, uh, or twenty four yeah, twenty four twelve, 48 12 players, that'd mean. be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be great yeah. if we got forty eight players on a level. I'll, I'll, I, I've got some designs for that. But, um, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of the netcode can keep up. <laughs> but uh, well, netcode, yeah, and then I'm sure with happen. how big the maps are, they have to save. They have to keep that memory or keep all that data in memory. So, of yeah. course, the more you add, the more memory you have to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, that, and that's another thing the static objects are going to help with. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we have access to scaling. We have access to so much extra budget is because now some of these objects are going to be able to be set as static and they're not going to be checking every tick to see if something's interacting with them. 
um, to see if they need to respond. They're just going to be there with their texture, providing collision, and doing nothing else. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that, yeah, the, the sky's the limit with, and I know the joke has been around. I'm sure the joke has been going around with you guys for a while too, but yeah. the possibilities are indeed infinite. Yeah, infinite possibilities. Yeah, well, so and, the, and I mean, there is a limit, so, but yeah, no, I, I, get, uh, well, yes, I, get, the, I get where you're coming from. So a little peek behind <laughs> some of the, uh, a little bit too with the, with the name. Um, so I was there when the, uh, uh, when we were trying to figure out the name for Halo Infinite. And um, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, Remember them like they put out a call to the studio, just being like, "Hey, you know, everyone, like, submit your naming suggestions and stuff." I think I, oh, like, uh, yeah, it, it was actually like you know we sent out um sent out an email being like, "Hey, if you have an idea for the next game, you know, like, submit your ideas." I think I ended up going with like Halo Zeta or something like that. I don't know. I I was trying to because at the time I knew. That it was going to be, or Halo was going to be on the, you know, the big ring and all that. Zeta so on Zeta yeah. Halo, yeah. So I was like trying to do stuff <laughs> with that, or like ring. some like lore. Rosetta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Do I sense a pun? Do I sense a pun in that? So, um, but uh, when they picked Infinite, and a lot of it, I think, had to do with like because they wanted this to be, you know, a big continuous thing. And then, like, you yeah. know, with, like, Forge and all that, like, really expanding on it. So I think the the pun was kind of kind of factored into it almost a bit. It's like they leaned into it. It's just like, yeah, it's like that's what it's supposed to be. So uh, so every time the, the pun stuff comes up, I always kind of think back to kind of the initial concepts of the, of the name. Nice. Do, do you have any of the other names that were in con- – contending with oh, gosh uh, that you can share uh i tr- i'm trying to i thing is i don't really remember much of them like i don't even really remember mine i think like i think mine i know mine was like something lore related but I, that's all i can remember and then um i'm trying to think yeah because it was like gosh three four years ago at this point so so yeah i don't really remember anything else Fortunately, I wish I did. No worries. Just wondering if if that was something that you remembered or not. So another cool thing that's coming to Forge too is all the. Um, I don't know if you guys want to touch on scripting or all the uh, the new lighting engine with Forge. I mean, there, there's there's some pretty key things coming, and I know we there has been the overview key things that are out. <laughs> um. Yeah, the I I know Punch is gonna be able to talk like all day about uh the scripting. Uh lighting and stuff is oh lighting is um something that I'm like really like excited for and once kinda got the hands on to see like the uh I'm glad that they went into it into the Forge Fundamentals, which by the way, if you haven't seen the Forge Fundamental videos, it's just going and watching them. They yeah. They kind of help explain a lot, uh, just the uh, you know the, the fundamentals. Um, yeah, and, and those we did, those are we did on talk Halo's about the YouTube channel, right? 
Yes. Yes. So you can just search for Halo on YouTube, go to the official Halo YouTube channel, and you should be able to find those there. Or you can just search Forge Fundamentals. But yeah. Yep. And uh, the lighting system, um, I'm glad they showcased it. And, like, you know, we had the ability to turn on the, uh, the, I forget what they call them, but the, the orbs, the lighting orbs that are all like scattered throughout the mm. whole map. Um, cause that, that's actual stuff that is used in the engine, um, as well. And I like, I, I remember when they, um, first showed that the new lighting system internally. And I was just like, damn, I said, wow, this is amazing. You know, this is changes the, <laughs> changes what Halo has looked like and stuff. Uh, it might be for the better because, as they showed in the video too, like now you can actually have Spartans in darkness. They're not like glowing anymore. Yep. Like in Halo Five. Well, if they enable that, right? Like that wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to. There, there's definitely like some you stuff have you have to work outlines. with the white. Yeah. Yeah. To, it was like you. You have to turn off outlines for people to disappear, and so like you could turn your outlines back on, and then they're suddenly visible. But the hope is that well, we can convince them to make it so you can toggle it so that this game mode nobody has outlines because the mode calls for no outlines yeah that that right. would be ideal and song we're definitely hoping that they will do because uh i i know even when they with the outline stuff i i'll be honest i was never i'm not a fan of the um outline stuff i wish it was still red versus blue outlines has grown on me a little yeah, I think bit a lot of but, people wish it was that way yeah, um, uh, I know internally I always put my feedback uh, and everything too for it. Like I wish that it would have um, stayed this way, and uh, but you know they want to go this direction. Um, I think a lot of it was probably for uh, HCS stuff. Um, it seems like uh, a lot of the multiplayer uh, has been geared more towards the pro community and everything, which. I don't know. My opinion is, it, I wish it was a bit more tailored to the casual player because that's the majority of people. But oh, well, I don't get paid the big bucks. <laughs> I can just play. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, to be fair, from all the videos that ha- have been out so far, we've basically got the like nearly the entire access to the entire engine that is like available, to, like almost the devs. Like, aside from the custom terrain and other custom pieces, like, just about everything is there, I think, in, um, from what we've seen in this Forge. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, pretty close to the stuff, and there definitely is tools that, uh, so when they made Forge, they wanted to make it more than, uh, to kind of pull a quote, I think, from uh, the Q&A, is like, they wanted to make it more than a tool, they wanted to definitely make it like an engine. Um, and that way it gives people the ability to like create more and do more with with everything rather than just some limited tools and uh, uh so i i'm and i'm confident that they're going to try to think of the right words they're going to open up i think a lot more for forge down the line like i know they have a huge list of things that they want to try to achieve and there's a lot that once again, I'm trying to find the words. It's like 
I, I don't. They there's a lot coming that they have planned, add. and and there's a lot of a lot of toggles and things like that that I think they they'll add later on um, to make like custom games uh, easier to do and like have a lot lot more variety, which we already get a lot of variety with uh, scripting. Yeah, I mean scripting adds a whole like we we've never seen anything like scripting before in Halo, which is a nice addition. And there's we had the script brains in Halo Five and a little bit in Halo Two Anniversary, but what well, we no, saw, hey, and I'm sure you guys have seen hey, some Halo crazy stuff. Some, yeah, Halo Five had pretty extensive scripting. It's just that it was a pain to work with. Um, but yeah, you sorry you were you were saying. No, I was just going to say, you guys have probably seen a lot of cool things. I mean, we, we've seen some things in the, like, publicly already. Like, mm-hmm. I think the latest thing that came out was someone made a 2D game inside of Halo using the script brains and every or the, the node script yeah. and everything. Yeah, he used some uh, force perspective. Um, you had you walk up to the thing, press a button, it would teleport you to uh, a bigger one, basically. And um, he just kind of built uh, with some emissives a little, uh, basically two D side scroller esque thing. Stuck, not really able to side scroll, but I don't know how limiting that's going to be for him. Because um, if he wants to have a lot of control over scaling that stuff, it's going to have to be static. So it no, but it was really you know really really cool to see him. Like he, he tied a lot of. Uh, player input to different things by listening to the player moving around um by listening i just mean basically tracking where the player's coordinates are and then tracking to see where where they updated and if they went up or down um on x or y values and you get to tell which way the player is trying to walk stuff like that was used in halo 5 as well but they did it with like boundaries detecting if the player moved to the side and then they'd have something push them back to the middle as soon as they as soon as they stop pressing the direction. So similar stuff like that will be able to be used. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you've got the ping input, you've got the X input, you can have players shoot things, uh, you can have players melee, because all dynamic objects, to my understanding, appear to also be listening for damage. And so even the floor, if it's not a static floor, you could detect when people shoot the floor by just listening for an on-object damaged, and you could figure out who shot it, how much damage they did. So building things like uh, destructible objectives or destructible cover, uh, things like that, should be uh, pretty easy now compared to before, because you don't have to pick an object that just has health uh, and worry about that object, say, exploding over and over again, like the course that I designed for Halo 5. Uh, I could just make an object, and every object that's a part of it that's dynamic is technically a hitbox, so if an explosion happens, it may affect more than one of them, and I have to tweak how much I have that affect its hit point variable that I store in the background. But, you know, with a little bit of experimentation, you could make some optimal cores that react well to getting hit by pistols or tanks or different things and, you know, have uh, reasonable damage outputs. But you're probably going to have to do some experimentation with a lot of different weapons to get something like that good uh, rather than just yeah. functional. So it's it'll be really cool to see what uh, people start coming up with on that. And those are the kinds of projects that 
I'm trying to spearhead to try and get people to think about, even if I can't do every single one of them myself, because I can't do every single one of them myself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, There's so many different ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So many different ideas that I'm every forge has had some kind of significant impact on what people have been able to achieve based on the new tools. And besides having a straight, just dev development tool set and environment like unreal engine this looks pretty much like everything that you would almost find in a actual editor it, it, yeah. yeah yeah minus you know things actual level like editor. mesh editors and 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 the stuff that like lets you work with the back end it it really yeah. is like it you know it comes with a base project and the stuff that you don't need to change you don't have access to but there's also just stuff that you might want to change that you don't really have access to. So th- there's caveats in both directions, but not having to worry about doing your own net code, not having to worry about your own <laughs> animations, not having to like you, there, the trade-off is definitely um, in the creator's favor, uh, especially when you're trying to prototype a lot of things. And so like, I know people who have used Halo as a thing to prototype for uh, real life things like uh, really? designing paintball courses or hmm. or you know stuff that 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 they wanted to build in in other games uh, or as their own game projects well they're just kind of using it as the test bed um, for for gameplay ideas because it just it's so accessible so it no it's 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 great it yeah. really is great it's even more accessible that's now cool. that it's uh free so too yeah that's true yeah, well, I mean, so I guess those other people would have had access to um, the Halo 5 the, Forge on PC yeah. for free, and, and, and I've advocated for that, but... You need a decent computer to run it. that, though. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. And, well, you need a decent computer to be able to run this. Um, I mean, my That's old true. PC, which ran the Halo 5 Forge just fine, and I could run The Witcher and a bunch of other stuff just fine on high settings, if not ultra, and still get 40 to 50 FPS. Um, it had a 970 in it. It wouldn't even launch Infinite, no matter what I did with it. Driver updates, fixing this, fixing that. Um, and I mean... It, so in case yeah, you're curious, Accelerate just came out with a video on how Infinite utilizes the CPU. Nice. That, that might be a, a worthwhile one to actually take a, a look into. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to to spend some more time peeping some of the it, content I, that people people have been putting out. I've been really busy projects. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be curious to get your guys' take on it because the way that it seems like it's using the processor, it almost seems like there's a problem with the engine. But I'd be curious to see what you guys think or other people uh, that have worked on game development think. I, it's like, I technically go, I worked... Yeah, go ahead. I said, technically I worked on game development, but I'm not that much in depth into uh understanding all that mine was more of the right. end user experience side of it yeah right i've seen the gdc talk where they're like the they go over what happens in a game tick and how things change from five to infinite that's a a pretty good resource and i would honestly point people to that rather than trying to explain it myself but the part of the, the, the basic changes from 5 to Infinite was that in 5 you were stuck trying to run the game at 60 FPS and it was like rendering physics at 60 FPS as well. But now you have uh, like a variable frame rate 
and like the so for instance things that we did that ran at tick rate in Halo 5 if we ran it uh if we had a counter that went up one every tick we could check it and oh it's at 600 well it's been 10 seconds and we would know that or it would have been so close to 10 seconds that it wouldn't have mattered you know because mm-hmm. it slow it, it skipped a tick or this or that that they had to do in the past or whatever cuz that was a thing that they had to do but now because of the variable tick rate if you try to have something timed uh, say you're moving something every tick a certain amount to try and have it move smoothly ar- around a, a spline, which is something that like Quatsi was trying to set up uh, to to use for payload, and we would have used it for Roaming King. If the tick rate slows down or speeds up, then the requests to move the thing are going to be further apart or closer together, and it's it's going to it's going to jitter. Uh, we're going to see it, you know, slow down and speed up as it moves along that path. So yeah. it's without like some sort of delta time or basing it off time or uh, figuring out how it's going to behave necessarily in the, in the retail environment, which we haven't had too many chances to do yet. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how like animating things, transforming objects by uh, transforming them by moving them around, translating them. Sure. Uh, in the geometry sense. Uh, Seeing how that's going to play out will be interesting. We a lot of a lot of work that has to get done around that. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of things that have happened in previous Halos before is either someone being able to go in and mod the game types to support other game modes that were kind of in the game engine but weren't fully implemented. So, thinking like Headhunter in Halo Four, like someone and then like Gun Game being able to kind of mod the game type to support that stuff. And Halo 5, there was a lot of that stuff done through scripting, being able to mm-hmm. take some of the base game modes and create some other things off of that. Yeah. With the scripting in Infinite, it seems like there's a whole lot of potential, and they showed off one possible kind of variant of Juggernaut in the Forge Essentials. Yes. But Doom what Fruit. other types of game modes have you guys seen get developed from the Forge Council for Infinite? So well, far. I guess not to be the Debbie Downer, but the first thing I want to caveat is in Halo Five, um, we had the ability to, and we have this to a certain extent in Infinite. But you had the label system that we've had basically throughout everything, where if you're setting up an objective that, or something that should only spawn during a certain game mode, you'd be able to label it to include, exclude in this game mode, or mm-hmm. you know, this is the flag stand, etc. And we also got the minigame game mode in Halo 5 that came with five minigame labels. And there's just minigame one through five, plus just out- outright minigame exclude, minigame include. And okay. in, in the game mode settings, you could toggle one, each of those, one through five, to show up in that game mode. So if you made a minigame game mode, you could have five of them on the level. Um, it's almost like just, high ground yeah. where the door was either shut or open yeah, for a basically. specific mode. Okay. Yep, yep. And but you could do that with your own custom things instead of just having it be like, well, of course the flag stand spawns in CTF and not in oddball. You know what I mean? And right. it's the same thing with your door. Um okay. so and you and you could also like build a key where you could like toggle one and two and then detect the objects and I, I made it so I could stack thirty one different game modes using those five. Um but and then the, the problem was, though, we had to do that because the game mode logic with scripting was stored on the level. 
And so you had to make it so that, all right, you need to load this game mode and you need to mode this le- this level or this copy of the level for this game mode, unless you did like what I did there and stack a bunch and have a system for that that a bunch of people understand that they can use and slot their stuff into. Like it gets really complicated. Yeah. So for Infinite, one of the thing and one of the things that they mentioned in the fact uh, that was released, um, it it touched on being able to take these modes that are made in the node graph and have them not be attached to a level anymore and just have them be attached to, you know, and and they didn't say this and I haven't really heard anything to this effect, but it, from what I saw them mention, like a mini game mode um, and then talk about this, I would assume that the mini game mode is either going to be the package that we have access to, to make our own, graphs attached to or that that's just going to be something that can be attached to any mode it doesn't really matter which one it is but basically you know picture it like you are opening the node graph editor in forge but you're not in forge you don't have a level to go around in. you just have more brains or uh or you or you create a prefab of brains and you link it to a game mode the same way you would link a screenshot to a game mode or a file uh, you know, like there's so many different ways they could do it, and there's all that logic would just when you load the level, it's like it gets pasted in, and then it's just there. And so if the objects are there that are tagged correctly, um, then sure that that uh, scripted, not flag stand, but VIP goal point or whatever you're making your game be, right? Um, it just it just shows up and functions as as it slots itself into the to the logic that the mode loads. Um, so there, so there's a lot that of things the logic worked out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you're saying the logic is tied to the mode or the map or both or uh, as it right now we're tied to the levels. So uh, say for instance, um, somebody makes a game mode and you want to play a, a variant of that game mode with different settings. You're gonna have to open that mode and open that level in Forge, edit their settings if they made that easy to do, which you can do. But edit um, the. We, uh, we can talk about that. To clarify, like they, open they, they, the node graph. Yeah, they would have to open That's the right. node graph and edit edit uh, configuration parameters, however you want to say it. Right, just um, if you if you have a almost table like for, of for those that are yeah, code like have a declaration. Yep declaration table of a bunch of variables and you just define what you want those variables variables to be at game start and that's how you would set things like all right how much score for getting this special kind of kill because now we have the death context thing so you can detect if somebody got a melee kill and you can detect oh wait they got a melee kill it was against the juggernaut well we're going to give them 10 points um you, you can do stuff like that and yeah that's that's just that's just how that that would be done so, um, but yeah, right now we're stuck. It's it's implemented on the level, um, and the hope is that more and more of it will get to be put outside of the level and be affiliated with a game mode, so that you don't have to have multiple copies of levels. Well, theoretically, as many copies as levels. So, so I thought well, you could yeah. just, uh, I thought you could just like uh, everything in the script brain or whatever. You just. Make that script brain a uh, um, was it a, a prefab, and then well have it make it like make the game mode have it be in the script brain you know or the note because that's how you have to script 
Uh, but package that all up as a, uh, um, I, you know, escaping the word, um, as a prefab, uh, prefab, prefab. Yeah. And then you can put that on any level. Yeah. Well, and that's what you can do right now. Okay. But the, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, say you have infection, right. And somebody wants to, and they have a, they have a prefab for infection and they just want to play infection. It's like, all right, we want four zombies to start. It's set for, to start with four zombies and okay, you play it and it always starts with four zombies. And it always has the exact same settings for the zombie and the alpha zombie, if the alpha zombie's even turned on. Whatever you're doing, right? And, well, somebody now, they wants to play without the alpha zombie. And so you have to turn that off. How do you do that? You can't go into game mode settings in the, in the uh, menus because it's in a script brain on the level. So you have to open the level, edit it, build the node graph, save it, and then you can reload the level. Or you have to have multiple copies of the level with different settings. <laughs> the way I've been designing things is I make those declaration trees. And, and by the way, you can only put so much on a script brain. So like one of my projects right now has 11 of them. <laughs> but that's because it's a bunch of separation of concerns. And I didn't want to end up having to split them up as I hit the limit. Because you can't put more than like 140 nodes in, at least at this point, without it getting glitchy. So yeah, you do you do end up having to split some things apart, build functions, and or at least the, the equivalent of a function or module, depending on what language you come from, paradigm of programming. But yeah, so like it just one of them is literally just uh, variable declarations, bunch of booleans, numbers, one separate for declaring object list and object variables, uh, which is where of things like all right, this is a uh, uh, an objective object or a zone or whatever, like that's all done in that hit that thing, so you could switch out the objects. But and that's another problem uh, that that comes with it is you you want to refer to these objects that are on the level because they have to be on the level for them to 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 show up. You know, people have to can't just have those loading with the mode because you don't know where people want their flag stand, for instance, or the flag stand equivalent in your custom mode, and. Um, so you have to place an object on the level. It has to be given a re an object reference. That object reference has to uh, likely go into a variable. But if it's an area monitor one, you can't read area monitors from variables. So that object reference would have to be in the node graph that's attached to the game mode when that gets implemented. <laughs> like, yeah, passing all that stuff back and forth is going to be a nightmare. So one of the things that I thought was potential possibility was in this declaration table if instead of just having a node for declaring the variable there were nodes that would pull data from the the mode settings and so you'd just be able to pull you know you go into mode settings and you could name each of the listings in there whatever you want or or it would just be numbered and you're like all right pull the number or the string from slot five on this game mode or on the on the loaded game mode and use that information here for this variable in game you know like this didn't so you just have to plug a bunch of stuff into the already existing thing to feed that data but again i don't i have no idea what direction they're going to take it so it seems like there's there's a <laughs> a lot of complexities with um scripting and and so uh, many we haven't figured out <laughs> it all yet <laughs> No, no. There's but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of challenges there and I, I try to highlight them because um I'm interested in pulling people together to solve them. And I'm sure we'll we'll probably get some um uh 
tutorials and stuff made. Um, I know yes. over on Forge Hub, we yeah, over on Forge Hub, we're already starting to like cook up some uh, um, some tutorials and things like that to get out to the uh, that, yeah. uh, to the community as well. Yeah, but to to go back to that and originally answer it, yes. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of an example as well, because um, that's one of the projects that I've been working on for the past uh, couple months while I've been on Forge Council, uh, not really be able to talk about it. Um, but we have been cooking up an infection, a scripted infection mode. Um, it works, just a matter of uh, polish and and making sure that it's. Uh, doesn't have any weird caveats that might annoy people before uh, releasing it into the wild. Uh, we're waiting to see how it behaves in the retail build because, I mean, with the rate of constant updates, uh, never know if, uh, even if it's functional and in, in what we have access to, how it's going to behave there. So we've just kind of been in a holding pattern recently on it, but really excited to finally be able to talk about it and share it with people and, and get, uh, you know, testing lobbies going and, and and start just kind of like sharing the logic out there to show people how it's built because it's it's at this point it's almost a a pile of library functions waiting to happen that could be reused in other projects which is one of the reasons i tackled it because it infection um, once you start adding things like havens and linear infection you start needing uh, mechanics that you would have needed to make something like crazy king happen um you start need uh, or diminishing king if you wanted to run havens like that um, or for linear infection, it's basically invasion because um, you have to build phased modes. And, and people could build that bespoke each time, but building a system like that, like invasion, and, and making it end up be socketable would make it so that people could just, oh, wait, you did this, you know, this kind of uh, mechanic in your level. Well, I can just go grab this, grab that as a, you, you put that as a prefab. Now I can just paste it into my level and make whatever changes I need. And suddenly, now I didn't have to build uh, this door that opens after 60 seconds myself. I can just grab that basic, you know what I mean, and, and paste it in. So, like, setting people up to be able to do stuff like that is is part of part of my goal. Um, so, yeah, so there there's infection. Um, Griff ball. Some minor caveats there, of course. Couldn't do anything about the hammer. So that one, not so minor. Uh, and we ended up having to use a power seed because that is the only uh, throwable weapon right now that we really had access to that would work. Um, you know, uh, people who've been like doing the oddball thing, it was an oddball punch, I think it was. Um, the bigger problem with the oddball, though, because not all griff ball needs throwing. Uh, it depends on what flavor of Rift Ball you're trying to play, or Ricochet, or other things. But again, had to work for Ricochet, had to work for Rift Ball. So, is that you couldn't, uh, in, the, in the vanilla game mode, you can't turn off the scoring per second. You can set it so you score every 15 seconds, but you can't turn it off. Uh, so, Oddball wasn't viable, because you would just be getting points by holding the ball. Um, and of course, you could negate that, but it would have been, yeah. And so, uh, there, was, there was just a bunch of problems at that point. So, but it's it's really simple though. All you had, all we ended up having to do was uh, detect the the thing, the uh, power seed as it spawns. It's it's treated as a weapon in the system, just like all other carryables. And so we just saved the weapon type as a variable, detected if that got into a zone, if it was being carried, who was carrying it, what team they were on, all things that are just 
really easily accessible in, in the scripting uh, interface and put out, oh, let's give up a point, delete it. Oh, that takes it out of its hands. Uh, PowerSeed automatically respawns because of how stockpile works, and <laughs> you're you're good to keep playing. So yeah, it's it's been that that one was actually a relatively easy one to throw together. So it was was nice to see. Uh, it's just again one of those things where we're just waiting to see how it behaves in retail, polish it, get it out to everybody. So I have to ask. I'd be remiss if I didn't, just because it's the Halo community. Um, have you all seen anything related to battle royale style game modes being created in Forge so far? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Schizmo's been working on one for a while. Um, the uh, the things that I've seen him uh, cook up is a health system. Uh, I've been giving him some feedback on that myself and DMs, and he's been asking questions in the Scripters Guild. I've seen some of that conversation. Uh, looks like that's been coming along. I don't know how it's going to behave in retail. Hopefully it, it works about how it's working for him now, because uh, I think he's he's on a good track with it. His loot system seems to be working pretty well. I'm interested to see how he handles, you know, the fact that we're only stuck with 24 players, tries uh, to deal with, you know, trying to scale down the experience, uh, a few other things like that, as well as adding dynamicism to his levels. But for that, I re- recommended that same thing that I built for Invasion that I ended up using for Infection which I'm tentatively calling the latchkey framework as a nod to something that Halsey says in the end of Halo Reach. Because it's just, you know, it's meant to tie a bunch of things together. It was a project I started for Halo 5 that I just kind of carried forward the concepts of and refactored for Infinite. So having that kind of four-year head start on designing how it needs to work has been super helpful. But yeah, yeah. There's a really cool things that are happening with with uh, his project there. I think he just said he's partnering with Infinite Forges and a few other yeah, people now. I, I was about to say I saw on yeah. Twitter today that like yeah, partnering between like four major yeah uh, people and stuff is going to be working on that. Which wasn't there like, like those are rumors or something too? Like for uh, Halo doing a battle royale. Yeah, there's there's rumors that Tatanka thing that you see. Um, uh, yeah, tweet that Tatanka. people tweet about. Um, I've seen it going back and forth about like what it's going to end up being, what what's going to be available in it. But the thing that that would worry me is, especially if it's Forge attached, is if it's stuck to being elimination only. Because I mean, yeah, battle royale—that's all battle royale is—is is just being an elimination game mode. Yeah, you know the scale of it that. I, I, that being conflated with the genre as battle royale, the types of experiences and encounters you can have, like those aren't battle royale. They were just facilitated by how large scale battle royale games ended up being made. If more traditional FPS games were being made like that, or like the the extraction shooters, which aren't technically battle royale either, but they have that same large feel and that um, the the longer game times that end up feeling more like you're you have a, a story happening. Not what I would like, cinematic. what I would Go like ahead. to see is like uh, when they, uh, uh, if three four three were to actually do battle royale, they they have a great opportunity. I think with the ring, like because I, I I think I was throwing this around to some buddies, but it's like you drop in in a uh, drop pod. You know, it's like most logical choice there, but uh, you drop in. Um, you're on like a section of the ring 
there's like banished AI and stuff like that that you can fight to like maybe get some loot, but like kind of add a little bit of a spin on there. You're all trying to rush in towards a location, but instead of a ring or like a, a collapsing ring that is traditional in a lot of these barrels, you have sections of the map that like would get jettisoned off into space. You're like, yeah, you like fall away or shot up or whatever, just so that uh, probably get shot up so that way you have time to like jump down and out of the ring or whatever and then just get ejected into space and then like at the end you have the extraction zone or whatever they have to like get into a pelican or something no and that makes sense it's it it, like it, it, it it takes that scale and it and turns it from you know you're all trying to to kill each other and you're you're playing what can end up being this you know looting and then hiking simulator until somebody manages to get behind you that you had no way of seeing, and then your 15 minutes of not getting to pull your trigger is over. You know, it, it, it turns it into that collaborative, almost a firefight experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think a something firefight, like that would linear be awesome. infection, like combining all those ideas together, I, that really appeals to me. And it's not so much to make everything PVE and start giving people their participation trophies. <laughs> it's just that, like, and it's not even so much to have a casual experience because people can go really hard on that too. You know, like I've seen people who went back when I played Destiny, we play strikes and be like, all right, how many times can we not miss and how fast can we get this done? You know, it's 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 a PvE experience, but like you start playing it like a rail shooter and trying to see how good you can get. <laughs> people people craft some pretty pretty interesting experiences. So I'm I'm really stoked to see what would come out of something like that being attached to Forge or as they mentioned in the uh fact, uh the the want to put uh, AI uh, oh, in yes. in standard AI, Forge, yeah, campaign AI rather than just these player controlled bots. Which, again, the bots are great and they're going to be a very useful tool for game mode design as well as game mode testing and level level design testing for people who can't necessarily get a lobby in the early stages. But they take up a player slot, so if you're using eight bots, you're only getting sixteen humans. And you only get eight of them, so yeah. uh, the limitations are there. Usable still, really, though. You yeah. can have them spawn in places if you like were to set them all to another team and put the spawn points, but you can't like, you know, just have. Uh, but, it it yeah. wouldn't be the same as setting up an encounter um, space. Well, and yeah, I'm sure could. people will be able. Well, yeah, I'm sure you people to a can do extent. it, but yeah. And and we've got some plans. You know, we can you can set them to an affiliation that is against you. You can teleport them to a spot. So there's like, all right, well they're going to notice you're there now. Um, you can, you know, change their difficulty, remove them from the game, add a new one to the game at a different difficulty, swap out their weapons. You know, so there's there's stuff that can be done to build encounters with them. And it's not like eight is a small number, really, because think like gears of war horde mode i think they only had like 20 mobs on the screen at any time yeah i going against eight spartans is like you know usually not a small feat anyways but you know well they're spartan models but you know you give them you you give them varying levels of weaponry versus your weaponry you can adjust their traits you can adjust their difficulty you know you have a lot of control over what you can turn these bots into already so Seeing some experimentation with that is going to be really interesting, and what's going to be really, really interesting is if, if slash when we do get these campaign AI, how much of that control is going to carry over, and what other control are we going to get? 
and we're going to get, you know, aggro this coordinate, aggro this object, whether it's a player or not. You know, uh, putting patrol routes or having some other kind of uh, spline work that can be done that might come from that. What? Oh, hey, we've got the spline system built for moving for, for these patrolling AI. What if we give them this spline system for something else and other usage, like they did by populating the node graph? Uh, interface out to multiple systems that they needed to use that that could have taken advantage of it. So like it's it's really int- I, I'm really interested to see where they they carry forward some of these systems they've been building out, what patterns they reuse and expand on. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But um, one of the other things too that kind of brings to mind is also a lot of the things that we've seen being developed in Halo CE, like Custom Edition and Halo Two Vista, is people have gone off and made some of these kind of campaign-esque style mode. So being able to kind of incorporate the AI and making some kind of just encounter in multiplayer would also be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And people, I think the closest we've gone to it is like linear infection is probably the closest that I, I mean, besides maybe invasion, there's been like invasion and stuff back in the day, but like, I think the most, uh, at least in Halo 5, the closest I've seen is um the uh, is the linear infection stuff because it's people being able to kind of tell a story through like yeah. uh, a path, and of course you know when you make a there's map more than and just, everything there, like that, there's puzzle there, maps there's and, and yeah. there were puzzle maps all the way back in Halo Three even. yeah so that's that's, that's yeah, been a tradition that's carried through, but you don't have the AI you're you know yeah. you're right you don't have um any narrative you're telling there is is all environmental unless you're having people uh play like parts play you. yeah yeah and <laughs> which and those honor honor rules game modes like the original uh you know zombies uh that that people did on foundation in halo 2 i mean i did that twice and then i was like nope never doing that again oh, um yeah. i mean yep. i and I, I knew what it was i'm like oh this would be really cool if it was just built into the game and then you know they did that, which was like I like I thought really cool. Like oh, it was really cool. I don't know if you played Infection, it's really cool. But um, well, I mean, so, the honor rule stuff, even <laughs> right, uh, some of the right. some of the honor rule like modes we or like game modes and stuff, we don't really see much nowadays because like I mean, in Halo Three, uh, yeah, it started with uh, Infection in Halo Two, and in Halo Three, the only other one that I can think of that really comes to mind is Cops and Robbers. I don't know if you guys ever played that back in the day, which was basically an infection variant. Um, and it was like uh, Simon Says, essentially. Yeah. And uh, But you don't really see a whole lot of that stuff nowadays um, because of all the advances that we've been able to have. But, uh, but also knowing how the AI kind of works um, in uh, Halo Infinite to, to a certain degree. It's like, I, I know that they can just kind of plop down or you can spawn in a uh an ai somewhere and it it has all the movements and characteristics you know all that built in so it essentially is like a drag and drop scenario early on in the camp uh early on in the uh development i had to like test um uh like being able to spawn in uh basically an encounter and then you know make sure that they react and everything so so i know it's like not I know it's within grasp. I think they're just trying to figure out how to convert all those tools into a forge tool to be able to, to utilize. And I think that's, 
uh, which takes a lot of time and and development and everything. Because also, you have to think what if you add in that AI stuff, that's definitely going to break something and have some kind of bugs um, pop up somewhere. So, because I mean, the, uh, Forge is coming out as a Forge beta, so um, yeah, uh, they wanted to make sure that it was kind of uh, that it was marketed as a beta. So people understand, like, yeah, you're you're gonna run into some um, bugs here and there. Um, uh, not too much. I, I think it, it's a lot more stable now. But like, uh, you know, no game's 100 percent perfect. It's gonna have a couple bugs, and they don't have all the tools and stuff that they they want. But we have a lot of them still, to where we are going to be able to develop uh and of course you can see from people using the leaked build already it's like like infinite forges to throw his name out there again it's like you know people already are making like a whole bunch of content um which is what a lot of people have been wanting too for a while it's unfortunate that i had to get pushed back um the year and stuff and didn't launch the same time as uh as campaign and multiplayer and all that but um i think now We'll, we have enough tools and excitement and stuff to keep us going until they release like the next update of like you know tools and items. Because if anything, if they just toss us more items, we'll we'll continue to do stuff with that. And and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the next couple like updates are what they did in like Halo Five is just give us more items to work with and like maybe a new canvas. And then, you know, maybe in a year from now, that's when they might release like the next like tool or something. Who, who yeah. knows what that tool will be? Maybe it is the AI encounter um, tool or something. And and that's one of the things like I, I touched on earlier, but I didn't even uh, kind of wrap up the thought. The um, there are there are things that definitely need to still be added to to Infinite's Forge. I mean, it's. There are a handful of systems that don't quite have parity with what they had in Halo 5, like the labels that I mentioned earlier. Um, we don't have that minigame mode. We don't have those minigame labels. So the game mode can only decide what spawns on it um, based on the built-in game modes that currently exist. You know, you only have stockpile, CTF, include, exclude kind of stuff, or oddball, or, or, or king of the hill. Like it's, it's only the stuff that's already built into the game that we that we have labels for so you know if you want to build a mode using that and, and build it with one of those base modes you can do that and it could still play slayer or whatever else on it uh separately and not load that stuff but your strongholds variant or whatever you use for the base for your custom mode on that will always load that regular thing so you're going to need those those extra copies and like I said, there's there's a handful of systems where we're we're looking at stuff like that, where it's either we have to figure out how to do it in the new system, or we just can't do it because a feature still needs added that we had in the past but has not been layered into this particular system. Like I think we can't change colors with scripts, we can't change spawn order with scripts, which was something that was important before. Um, there's, you know, so it's it's stuff that that uh, we're we're hoping to see here. Uh, with with some of their first updates, yeah, and something I'm actually really interested to see return to form with Halo Infinite is Machinima. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One of the things I'm really excited for, yeah, is to see uh, how Machinima does it, and 
like you to list all these tools, but just how I've kind of viewed this iteration is like, but beyond trying to think of how the best this one. So like Halo five was really good. I think at getting us a lot of mini games and with the scripting and everything, it kind of opened up that realm a whole lot more. And while Halo five or Halo infinite is doing that as well. I think where it's really infinite forge is really going to shine is the detail and like the environments that we're now able to put onto maps. And so I think this, this iteration of forge is going to be a lot more beautiful. Um, in, in, you know, that regard. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see, cause I, I'm a huge like environment person. So like, I, I like doing the artsy stuff, like making the maps like look good and making the beauty corners and all that. So, so that, yeah, early on when I was on, on the project, I was really excited that I would actually be able to do a lot of the things I want have been wanting to do, but haven't really been able to do uh, to the full extent. Yeah, the, the the combination of things there that has me excited is seeing stuff like what some of the Machinima guys uh, for Halo 5 have been doing in the last year, um, even with just Halo 5, so like how far they pushed that, and then seeing some of what's being made in the leaked build from November, and then again from the co-op flight, um, and now uh, you know stuff that I've seen coming out of the Forge Council, and the stuff that's been teased uh, otherwise. The, the, the level of fidelity that's going to get reached when, say, people that have been building with the leak build get access to baked lighting. Um, or we don't have some of the texture bugs that were prevalent in the, the co-op flight build or other things like that. Uh, the, those things that have been holding people back. Um, like, that's why, for instance, Paimon's thing um, in the, the uh, 343 video was all white not textured just but you still could see all the all of the um, texturing that was there from you know the 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 3d models that that he was using you know to see the ribbing on on trim pillars and and the textures of the rocks you could still see all that that was great so it really did show like how detailed uh the polygons and, and things are going to be that we just couldn't do in halo 5 because again the objects weren't static so every single polygon there um, or at least all the ones that they they set up to 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 manage for it, like had collision, had to calculate that collision every every tick, and it just wrecked the system. So I'm really excited to see what what comes from that because I've, I've seen so many people worried about the performance, and they're like, oh, the the they got to drop the Xbox One, got to drop the Series S. You can't you can't use it anymore. I use a Series S with Forge right now. Like it's it's. Series S is fine. I can't. I can't understand why people would be complaining about Series S. I could understand maybe some people worried about the original Xbox Series S. It should be able to handle this for a while. It's really performant. Uh, crashes are almost always from something getting locked up rather than resources not being there for the system to run something. So yeah, it's it's yeah. People like to complain. <laughs> it's like... People like to complain, but that's one of the things that I'm saying. Like I. I I could be wrong. Again, you know, it could handle differently in the retail environment, but I'm, and, and we don't have a lot of information for that yet because, of course, that's just now happening. But, uh, you know, just now being explored. But, um, you know, I, I, I have good prospects on that at least. 
it, it seems like it's it's not going to be as big a deal as people are worried about. Yeah, time will tell. <laughs> um, but since you mentioned it earlier, obviously there's going to be some new Forge Hub improvements. So what have you guys been working on to get ready for yes. Halo Infinite yes. Forge? Was going to transition us to that. So yeah, yeah. you could go with, talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. It's all good. So, um, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, we were going to launch our site today. Um, I've seen some tweets leading up to this that, because I think, uh, we were also on, uh, you had me at Halo podcast, um, a few days ago too to talk about our site. But, uh, and we were hoping to launch it today, but uh, we did run into a couple issues. Uh, we had some unfortunate stuff happen where one of the devs ended up leaving like last minute and not finishing his work, unfortunately. So uh, we had to, yeah, kind of um, push it back a bit. And, and we just wanted to make sure that things are good enough for a decent launch. So we're so it's being pushed back to the 15th, but we do have like a lot of exciting stuff. It's going to launch as a, to kind of be in line with the Forge, uh, or Infinite Forge <laughs> beta. beta. Uh, we are also yeah. doing a uh, ForgeHub.com beta. So it's mainly just so that way we can help make sure that set expectations that we have the updated site, so people will be able to um, host maps, um, like put their maps on the website like they have in the past. They gr- they'll be able to view articles. Let me look at some of the notes uh, to see what is expected. Uh, quick here. So I, I, I hadn't seen whether or not yet they said this, but is there going to be some kind of like online file share that you can like share links to your files? Well, so so as far as from Forge Hub, uh, like that that's kind of the intent, but it depends on what kind of access we get to uh, the API and what the dev team can to work with. With that, we expect that kind of stuff to to end up being functional uh, as soon as it is possible to make it functional. Yep. So, um, because right now I think we're playing for people will ha- be able to uh, create and search for maps. I think we'll be able to create a contest and accept submissions for that contest. Uh, am I reading well, that stuff? Users would get access to that uh, after after we vetted yeah, and tested eventually. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're building systems for for hosting the the Forge competitions that we usually have that that will allow that to be a bit more of an automated process and and, and reduce how much is needed to facilitate it. Uh, yep. kind of maybe be a little bit more uh, transparent about how those things run as well as, you know, once those tools, since those tools have been built out, uh, hopefully being able to offer that to the community uh, as something that they can use, or at least maybe partners that, uh, that would want to run uh, forge competitions so that they have that same, that same level of uh, utility and, and, you know, we can support on that with our experience. Um, so yeah, it's it, stuff like that will, will really help. Um, one of the other changes is that the, the forums aren't going to be hosted on the Forge Hub site itself anymore. We're, we're migrating that to the Discord because that's where we see people being active anyway. Uh, with Discord's new forum features, we've been overhauling uh, in bits and pieces uh, the Discord server 
to act more like uh, the original site, uh, at least at least the forum section of it. So having uh, oh, I didn't know forums was a thing yeah, on Discord. Well, well, well so Threads was there for a while, and I was using that until uh, we until forums went general access, uh, and uh, we were able to add those to the server. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yep, yep. yep you have uh, the ability to make a forum channel. Um, and basically every post made in that channel uh, automatically gets a thread attached to it. The UI is different, so they're not shown uh, chronologically like a text chat anymore. Uh, they Each post is kind of its own floating element that can resort based on activity, and you can tag them to search them. So we've got some static forums set up uh, with with posts that like, where people can't make posts, but there's already posts made to kind of create threads for each uh, version of Forge and each version of the mod tools, but then there's like there's a, a Forge Creations forum where people can make their own posts. There's a Halo forum where people can make general posts about Halo and talk about that. People can post media in the media forum, and and yeah, it's it's, it's so there's a bunch of a bunch of that's been built up. Yeah, we have a bunch there, and um, we do plan on like continually updating it, you know, with like feedback yep. and everything like that. So, um. Yep. Because yeah, well, luckily with uh, them uh, introducing these forums, because it actually came up like when that announcement came up, we were t- discussing about how we wanted to do forums in our uh, back on the the main site, um, and it was kind of discussed that even before, like it was kind of back and forth on if we wanted to add forums or completely drop them because Discord is kind of uh, killed the forum uh the whole forum uh aspect now it's like so it was kind of ironic for them to uh yeah so it's kind of like ironic for them to, to to bring forums back it's like you guys are the platform that killed forums and and now you're reviving them but uh so once we saw that we we're like okay well we don't have to spend development time then um using something that's just going to be redundant and people probably won't use um especially considering that you know, Forge Hub is mainly a map sharing uh, site. So, you know, we are kind of the, we're, we're, yeah. And yeah, and that's something we're trying to get into too is like tutorials and stuff and just be that general community that people can come to for, uh, for like questions and, you know, to share their content. Because um, the, our, our file share system, um, or I guess, not, I, yeah, I guess it's a file share system. So our, has been pretty pretty well active with uh um even through Halo 5 and everything like that just cuz uh it's kind of had a little bit more of a tailored focus than what 343 has done in the past so it's easier for people to to kind of use and we even want to take that a step further so we're going to allow people to like create their own like private collections now so they can hopefully uh, gather maps that they like, uh, or uh, you know, save them off into their own like Fortune profile, um, so they don't have to like look for them. Um, but also allow people to create like uh, maybe even like a series of maps, just like hey, this is part of one collection. Like here's the mode, here's the uh, here's like a couple maps for it. You know, these are all part of a series or whatever. We're trying to make it a lot more um friendly to the um i try to think of the words we're trying to make it so like the the individual who's posting on forge hub 
is treated more like an artist um but with their own like uh portfolio of stuff yeah and that oh, like yeah yeah, can, yeah like Starting go to, to and, like, like subscribe station. to yeah yeah exactly it's kind of like going that route it's like where we're trying to move forge hubs so that way people can hopefully be able to like just kind of share that profile and eventually just you know those people that are um yeah you can always search people up on the uh halo uh infinite you know or game and look at their stuff so we're but we're trying to make it so there's more to you a gallery and they have a way to tell you about it see information about what weapons yeah. are on it and and they can get feedback there and they can yes. communicate with those feedback people and update their level and you can see a history of it that portfolio site you know that's that looks professional it's not just oh wait there's random video game stuff in this guy's art station that's you know not from unreal or unity or isn't isn't custom assets what's this halo stuff that looks like it was made in in the built-in in-game editor versus well no wait this is forge hub and oh wow this all looks professional and everything here is this and you know but all those features kind of come in one and it, it hopefully will serve to um add legitimacy as well as um you know like like i said if people could put this stuff on their art station i have some of my forge stuff on my art station yep but i'm here. not gonna <laughs> get i'm not gonna get feedback there you know what I mean? I'm not going to get people uh, asking for a download of my level there. So while yeah, it's in my portfolio, the utility is is not there. So having that kind of that cross utility is is something that I feel like will be really great for people. And if we can get it tied in with the Forge Hub Discord bot that um, has been floating around, not terribly used for a while, but we're trying yeah, to get uh, our, our friends over trying at Halo to Creation. Yep trying to get Tepic to uh to work on that and uh get that upgraded uh modernized here with with a new website once it's done and 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 released so that people can you know when they share a level uh it shares an embed with information about it you know so like those those kinds of things uh should be really helpful yeah so that way if any communities kind of want to be able to um see what gets posted to Forge Hub without having to always check it they'll be able to check feeds and stuff um like on our own discord we'll have it set up i'm pretty sure in the halo creation discord that i know they have that set up there so it'll be an easier way for people to also get their maps out there um and i know in addition to like you know we're always going to keep on trying to make this better because now that we have an actual like dev team that's dedicated to the website and uh we can continually update it um uh with feedback from people give more features um i know we want to definitely expand upon the whole contest creation thing that we talked about earlier um uh you know we have because that's been a big part of uh of uh forge hub as well um eventually who knows we might get something to help with tournaments that's i think a little bit farther down the line um it's not our main focus but you know if there's stuff that uh, we find in the community that people want we can now add that to the website hopefully a whole lot easier because if anyone is familiar with our old website it (laughs) or their current one right now it's like yeah yeah it's uh it's very outdated search doesn't work it's been broken for so long and it's just like 
so many things are it's so run down because the or the dev team that we had a long time ago just didn't really care and we we're kind of like an afterthought um because we were like just one slice of their massive pie so we didn't uh unfortunately get a lot of the love and so a lot of things that we wanted to do back in the day we couldn't um and now we're actually able to um which is awesome yeah and we'll we'll, nice. we'll share some uh um pictures uh online and stuff too uh, uh may have like some teasers of like what the ui and everything will look like um, i think we have some stuff planned for that but you know this is this is a pretty busy week so <laughs> yeah i bet and we'll be seeing like the whole everything for be rebranding here um not quite going to be in a clean swoop you know we've already started using the new logo and it's not in every single spot it's kind of just it's it's as we find them the team is as organized as it can be considering but we don't necessarily have every nook and cranny you know in front of us all, at every time so it's one of those things where we're hoping that people pardon our dust while we while everything settles into place because um, it's uh, a, a lot of decisions to be made on oh what exactly does this need to you know it was like we can't just say plop a channel in the discord because we have to give it a description and and set up permissions and decide exactly how it's going to work rather than just what it's for so it's it's definitely been a process but uh trying to trying to get that all together is uh been a great learning experience um can't wait to have it have it uh have more activity and start getting feedback and you know adjust it per needs rather than just per vision because uh, it's it's all a work in process like it should be uh yeah and in addition to um i'm sorry were you gonna say something dust uh i was gonna say in addition to um like updating our site and stuff too we're trying to uh um partner um uh, develop stronger partnerships with uh with a bunch of the people that you know we've been in contact with for a while um uh like uh so some stuff isn't set in motion but we've definitely been kind of reaching out to various people just to try to see how we can like help each other and um and maybe develop uh some stronger relationships so we can you know kind of get forge hub back out there again because in the past like year we've kind of been kept to ourselves because not a whole because halo 5 has basically kind of died and uh halo infinite forge wasn't out yet so there really wasn't too much for us to do so now we're trying to get out there and one of those things uh, one of the partnerships that we've been more vocal about recently is uh with halopedia one of the things that we want to try to do on our website as well is actually have like a uh a forge wiki section um and we know and we do now it's yeah. just that we're we're looking to update that working working partner with halopedia to because it they have a community and standards around building a wiki already you know part partnering with them to try and centralize and and have the still you know have it hosted on forge hub as well but built building it on halopedia working with that community and inside those standards to make sure it it uh, isn't just a pile of information, but it's actually organized as a wiki and and, and is put through the same level of stringency. Yeah, and uh, uh, considering too that 
Halopedia has been kind of asking for a Forge wiki and updates and stuff for it for a long time. It's just we never really had the capacity to like really help out too much, but um, we decided that like you know this time around with Forge coming out, we're we really want to try to uh, to get something out there for the um, for the general public because it it is going to be complex. Like, um, and, and this yeah. will uh, end with our site and everything like this too. It, it's all going to cover like stuff from even before Infinite. We want to try to we want to try to make it as fleshed out as we can, and uh, like we we hope to have some uh, guides and tutorials um, out soon. So that way we can also help people learn the new systems because the fundamentals were great. Uh, fundamental videos were great, but they don't go into everything as like in depth as they, they could. And what I'd like to touch on there is like, you know, the tutorial push that, that Forge is going on. Um, that's, you know, something that we're working on internally with our staff, with people we're bringing in as partners that didn't necessarily want to be on staff, stuff like that. But the, the wiki push with Halopedia, that is a community project. That's something that, you know, while I will be personally contributing to um, by writing things and, and working on the structure of it uh, and, 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 you know, just putting things into the wiki. Uh, Forge Other people can certainly is, help out. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a facilitation role primarily. Everything sure. else is, is secondary, just participating in the thing that I'm facilitating, right? Or that we're facilitating. Right. So, you know, like rather than, than Forge Hub, creating a wiki like they did on their site on uh, the Halo 5 era and it being primarily filled by say a group like the Scripters Guild which is what happened for the Halo 5 scripting wiki that's on 4Chub it would end up being just like no we want everybody to put in so we have channels on 4Chub and on the Scripters Guild that are for wiki submissions and they're forums so you can tag your submission and it can be triaged and repackaged for the wiki and and, and get to where it needs to go in a way that's well written and structured properly it's it's hopefully um we we see a lot of activity on that because that's it, it's either it's either people contribute to that or the people who are volunteering have to just slave away banging their heads against the wall testing every little thing to <laughs> figure it out and figure out what they need to include as well so sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say it'd be kind of be cool almost to do something like like a pseudo GitHub type thing. So like if someone had like a tutorial or a way to do something, like they wanted to explain how they made a certain script work. If like, again, well, that's, we got to wait to see what, we well, kind of have that. That's cause that's what a wiki structure is already. When you're a wiki editor, you can see previous versions of things. Uh, I mean, I like being able a, to link a, to the prefab that has the script. So instead of like oh, pasting the screenshots, like, yeah, and 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 that's a thing that would be cool to be able to build into this. Like if you if you were building a wiki and you could link to a prefab on Waypoint or on ForgeHub, that would uh you could just put a link on the page. So that would be, you know, at that point once all those features are there, that would be trivial, which would be really cool. But yeah, I guess I would be thinking more along the lines of like we've got, you know, we've got uh the, the ability to use um, whiteboard apps but with the with the tool that I made so you could already basically mess around with the node graph outside of the game and draft things and then go in the game and enter them and, and share documentation that way without having to take screenshots and you can view you know 
a bunch at once that you can't really do in game. So taking advantage of that for um, explaining things in a wiki or in a tutorial may end up being super helpful. Do we know if linking to a, a prefab or a file via waypoint is even a thing yet? Uh, uh, do you guys no, know from from yeah. the? Uh, it seems like from the Q and A. Unless like Q and A didn't seem like there was anything. That's, yeah, as, it, it aside from like just in game. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, Like yeah. I said, it depends on if slash when we end up with things. Because it's not like it's been. It's not like we've been told one way or the other. So we might uh, be stuck in the MCC situation again. Yeah, for for a bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it just remains to be seen how long. I mean, people will have stuff in game. So, you know, and it's just how it is right now. Like, bookmarks were working, and then they got turned off, I think it was, most likely to try and keep people out of being able to access uh, stuff that, that like, people like Serasia had bookmarked to make it harder for stuff like Kong Slayer to spread, maybe. I have no real idea, but it was... The timing made it seem like that. And so, like, that that's where, like, I, my bookmark stopped working, and I'm like, wait, what? And then it was, like, everybody. I was like, oh, okay. So, um, but, you know, when we get that back, you'll be able to bookmark the things that you want, you know, just by going, by looking for somebody and looking at their files. Um, or you can view somebody's bookmarks. So that, like, you'll be able to just know somebody's name and look their stuff up. And you only have to look at it once. So it's not going to be the end of the world for building custom lobbies. It's not going to be the end of the world for finding content because people are going to share it. They're going to share their gamer tags and if anything, because they're forced to do that, you're forced to add them uh, to make it easier, it may end up being a more social experience that way because people will have to be more personable um, in, in, and in the same way that it sucked to miss Forge. Yeah, like it's, it's <laughs> sucked, it sucked to miss Forge for this last year. But guess what I've been doing this last year that I didn't really get to do any time I was actually participating heavily in the community around the Halo 5 era? I've been playing Halo. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been stuck in it. Forge. I haven't been stuck in Forge. I've been playing Halo. Yeah, I've, my activity has dropped here and there. Every every once in a while, while I've taken a break and playing, you know, played more of another game or, or stopped for a week for this or that reason. But like, I've actually been in lobbies playing Halo, having fun and getting better at Halo again, um, and having more insight about the game and gameplay. So like, you know, that's been a healthy thing for me. And I think in the same way that, like, oh, yeah, we don't have uh, the customs browser, so you can't just, like, join randoms and not have a mic and just, you know, do that. Like, that's going to affect some things. Although that is coming hard, in Season 3. It's going to make people build lobbies. It's going to yep, make people... Coming. Yes, no, those things are coming, right? But just, like, you know, this thing that this other thing that we're assuming coming with being able to go to Waypoint, like, it's, it, it's going to make people be more social about sharing their stuff. It's going to make people be more social about accessing the things that are shared and that being how things start might not be a bad thing that might actually be better for what it forces people to do so i actually finally beat campaign <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh geez <laughs> well well i mean you, you like, had access to I, it a bit earlier yeah though, i so. knew how it well even at the studio i didn't play it like i i purposely yeah. avoided playing it um, but I, I knew how it ended and, and everything. So I was like, but I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to be going on the podcast stuff here. Like a couple podcast stuff soon. Like I should finish it just so I know. Because <laughs> I, I know a bit more of like 
what's planned and everything too. So I'm like, I should like play it just so I know what's released, <laughs> so I don't actually. You can actually, you, yeah. So then, so then, Asherim and Chief get in the pelican and fly off the. Wait, what? <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think we might have our stories mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> what timeline are you on? Right. <laughs> That's not uh, the silver so yeah, or the gold know. timeline. That's the bronze timeline That's the or something. Timeline. That's the iron timeline. Yeah, iron timeline. Yeah, the iron timeline. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I uh, and then I started playing. Um, so one of the reasons too, I kind of stopped playing Halo for a while is because I did not. I, I do not like the custom the uh, the customization stuff thing they're doing with like the battle pass and all that. Like, oh yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, like that that really killed my motivation to play um for a long time, which sucks. Um the the most uh the previous um the the lone wolf uh uh season that was out. Um that kind of got me back into it cuz I didn't really even know what was out and then I like looked at all the stuff and I was just like, "Oh, all this stuff's like wolf themed." It's kind of up my alley. I feel like obligated to play. Um, I mean, so it's I, in the I name, right? To get back into it. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's so I was like, well, and it has like a lot of armors and stuff too that I've been kind of wanting to uh, use and stuff. Um, uh, so like, yeah, I was just excited about all that. But um, uh, one of the other things, though, um, I. We were, I think, hinted at earlier is like the uh, kind of get a little bit back on on track because I'm gonna I can go on a tangent <laughs> too. Um, is that uh mentioned earlier about our contests? And, yes, and everything. I think one of the, and, the last contest that you all had was our contest, actually. Yes, um, which if any of you listening that still haven't got um merch from Forge Hub, uh like reach back out in those messages because we we had issues with our store for a long time and i don't think some of the stuff went out so i know there was one uh, person we hadn't sent stuff out to but we we did send out two of our prize packages yeah i i think we still um i had to uh, order more shirts because i didn't have a size i didn't have mediums out of all the shirt sizes i didn't have a medium that i I had to order one (laughs) Yeah, ours was uh, I just had ac- like trouble accessing the store and everything, and just like the payment and all that. Like, it was just uh, a big hassle, and I I think it's all sorted now. So, um, I it's just been busy too this week, so I, I haven't haven't got everything. But if you're listening to this and you won the stuff and haven't received it yet, um, it, it's coming. We, we haven't forgot. It's just sorry it's been so long. Um, I might send you like an extra pair of socks or something like that. I'll. I'll I'll try, I'll try to I'll try to get it out. Oh, that's um, right. I forgot but, Fortune has socks. Yes, we have we have socks. Um uh I don't have a pair of them myself. They're they're very rare. <laughs> but uh anyways, um so one of the big announcements we had for um uh for our contest is our first two contests are going to be have a prize pool of ten thousand dollars together each so our first contest will have yes we're going we're going big so we don't have a whole lot of specifics for it i mean 
a few details are still being worked out, but we uh, also, uh, as tradition, we like to announce all the the contest stuff um, or like all the details and stuff the the same day, so that way uh, at the same time we um, start the contest, so that way everyone has the same starting point. Yep. Uh, but um, we can't hint that it will most likely be a traditional game mode. And like, uh, so, uh, uh, you can at least start getting some ideas there. Uh, we're not going too crazy with any kind of like, you know, we're not doing like a griff ball contest, like, you know, the first, first one out the gate. Cause one, we don't know how griff balls, how exactly well it works. Play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And right. So, you know, uh, so we're I trying would to expect go traditional four V four. Yeah. That way we don't have to wait for anybody to prove any new game types, you know, people can learn with something with a smaller or it could be 2v2 btb yeah yeah but that's yeah yeah Yeah. it it just depends on what what uh scale ends up being uh decided on yeah yeah so all 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 we're saying is that we have it's going to be a traditional mode and that it's going to be um have a ten thousand dollar prize pool um we'll uh we're still going to figure out how we want to split up that ten thousand dollars because with the larger prize pool we might uh because typically what we've done is had one through three uh get the money and then have a couple honorable mentions we're kind of floating the idea of maybe doing a one through five um to help split uh help allow more people to get some some nice prize money um which you'll still leave you number one with a huge you know a huge check with a pretty good sum of money um, yeah so you know i mean to get it we're expecting a lot of people to enter because because of the big prize pool yeah. and you know everyone being excited the first con- contest and everything like that so so it might take a while we're hoping that the time frame is about a three month turnaround um and we won't and we're probably not going to announce the contest until towards the end of november um just to allow people to uh get a bit more used to forge and everything before uh and for us to like handle the the new website and all that we we want to make sure that stuff kind of settles a little bit before we throw out the contest sure. so uh so keep an eye out for that It'll, we'll probably announce it if i had to guess around um yeah the end of november which isn't too far away when you start thinking about it but right no it's no, gonna be it's gonna be here pretty soon i mean we're in november right now <laughs> so, which is yep crazy to think about <laughs> yeah 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 hopefully hopefully that month is enough time for people to get all their oh i'm gonna build this day one projects out of the way sure. and then they can you know get their stuff figured out and be like oh wait i need to place spawns uh how does that work and you know figure that stuff out before they have to design something that people have to play on for a competition <laughs> right yeah. are, are there any exceptions right. to who can participate like if you've been far, part of the forge council are you not no, only, only exception is if you are judging. Um, we're making yeah. it open to everyone. Most likely, you will have to. Uh, um, I, I guess most likely you'll have to submit your map on Forge Hub because that's how we get everything. So that's also why we want to make sure that all that's set up um, at least so we can handle that aspect of it. Sure. And if we do run into troubles, we might delay the contest a bit more, but um, hopefully not. Um, we'll see kind of how our website launch and everything goes. So, but if anything, it will be here soon. And 
yeah, anyone could join. Very nice. I mean, ten thousand dollars. That's a is that the biggest amount it, sum that you've offered so far that we have had. Yep, I think even with like combinations of like what other people have offered, and even like our stuff with uh three four three. I three four three hasn't given money, but they've given like prizes and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I think I think total value wise, um, it is been our or it is our biggest yet very cool you guys wow all right (laughs) yeah yeah that's gonna be something yeah i mean yeah this is a big update for to forge so i I think it's a good time hopefully it gets a lot of people invested and um i guess that kind of brings a good question up of like what other kind of competitions do you think you guys can pull off with Infinite Forge that you haven't been able to before? Like would you do kind of like Rube Goldberg machine type things or like best scripted to do? No, we we I I think some of the ideas that we have is um uh or at least what uh, Warholic has been talking about is um for us to do like major con- uh contests and then like smaller ones in between. Um, or like that are going on during those major ones. So we're kind of yeah. going to play with the formula a bit, but I think we can try to get a little bit more wild with some stuff. Typically what I we're trying us, to do in the past is core yeah. and then like non-core. That's And it's always been basically stuff. been, sorry, it, and it's almost always been like level design before, right? So like we, there was a prefab contest based around, I think, a Halloween in, yes. uh, yeah. in Halo 5. I helped build the, the base level for that. Everyone had to build a prefab that had to be put in the mansion. Um, whichever prefab got voted best was best. Um, but the problem with that was, you know, the budget in Halo 5. We couldn't really do much with prefabs <laughs> then. Uh, yeah, they all had to be smaller and still fit on a level that had to be built around them. It's, everything had to look good. It, it really, really limited things. And this time around, we can do prefab contests, and they can be the smaller ones. Or, um, you know, you, you have um, because scripting is more accessible, uh, a scripting contest becomes viable. So it just depends on you know deciding how something like that would be judged and and you know, what kind of content you'd ask for. But I think rather than stuff like the Rube Goldberg machines, it's probably going to be restricted to stuff that has a use afterwards so that, you know, everything that people are creating for the contests can be played instead of just looked at. Yeah, it'd be like played or like uh, utilized in maps, like prefabs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Rube Goldberg thing would be, it'd be interesting to see what people come up with, um, especially given yeah. the, the stuff. I, like, I've I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, like but that. you know, you, so you like, don't see a ten thousand dollar prize pool. Oh no, 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 no! Like, yeah. yeah. like yeah. one yeah. of those yeah. fun so ones. You, you not... can understand where I'm coming from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for something silly, something small. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, for for yeah, like the, the, there's a, a lot of room for scaling up and scaling down in that. Um, maybe not necessarily scaling up from the ten thousand, but like you know, from yeah. from where things were to to where we're where we're starting now. So. Well, I, I think we we've got a lot of uh, wiggle room, but it just remains to be seen what uh, interests are had, what and and what people take to when those things are offered up. Yeah, because that's another thing. Speaking of interest, it's like we try to do some of the contests based off of what um, the interest of the community is, um, and sometimes so it is based. Yeah, and sometimes it is based off of like what three four three might be looking at, because it is no secret that. 
Um, we have partnered with them in the past to help create things for like playlists and, and content for that. So yeah, it's very possible that that could be a likelihood um, sometime down the line. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's what, what the people want is usually we'll try to tailor to, but also try to keep a good balance. Like I mentioned, we try to go core modes, um, like, you know, your, you know, Slayer, Capture Flag, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, we try to do, uh, and then the next contest, we might try to do like something a bit more fun, like, uh, either like some kind of theme or, uh, it might be infection, a griff ball, something like that. You know, we'll, we try to, we try to make it so every part of the, um, community can have some fun and not have to wait like a few years for their contest to come around. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I'm also thinking like you've got what we alluded to earlier. If there's someone that goes and makes kind of like a campaign experience with campaign AI or something like that, it'd be playable technically, yeah, be but fun. be like, okay, make the, make a short, make a short story like, uh, experience. Combat encounters. And yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. I, I feel like contests are going to be a lot harder to judge <laughs> uh, in the future. Yeah, it's probably. Gonna be, yeah. It's going to be a we lot start tougher. For that stuff. Yep. Yeah. So that so stuff probably that was, won't come for a while. <laughs> but mm -hmm. It's just a matter of us yeah, figuring out things on the, uh, you know, we, like I said, we've already been doing some, you know, over the years. So it's not like there's, there's nothing to draw from, but. Uh, fi figuring out how people are going to react to it in the new environment. Social media has changed, you know, a lot in the last six years. It, just seeing how how all of that flows together with the community will really decide how some of these contests play forward. What people ask for, what people uh, suggest. You know, it's it's not just us sitting up here omnipotent, knowing what people want or what's going to be interesting. Like we we've, we've got a good idea, but it's not you know we're not just doing this for us. We're doing this for the community. So knowing what the community wants, hearing that feedback um, or pre back to, 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 to think about it in some ways, like, you know, like, Hey, let's do this eventually instead of, Oh, Hey, you could have done this differently. Those, those kinds of things are uh, really helpful. Gotcha. So anything else about Forge Hub you want to mention? I know we're getting close to the two hour mark, which I mean, <laughs> makes sense because there's a lot to talk about regarding Forge. Yeah, and I guess just to like wrap up, um, yeah, uh, look out for November fifteenth. That's our target date for um, uh, for the new site, and then after that, keep an eye out for the contest. You know, ten thousand dollar prize pool. Uh, we may uh try to do some more stuff with our, you know, we're, we're trying to do more stuff with our website and partners as well. So, you know, keep an eye on our social media. You can follow us uh at Forge Hub. Um, and then forgehub.com for the, the website. Um, and in, at both those locations, we have links to our Discord as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think kind of covered everything. Uh, yeah, that I mean, everything to. at least that I've, that I've, I could think of that yeah, all would be us going so. too tangential. Yeah. <laughs> we went yeah. on quite a few, but it, no, it's good stuff. Yeah. Excited to see what you guys come up with because there's, I mean, like, I'll oh, say it again. Oh, any, uh, Possibilities are infinite. I guess, uh, any uh, first projects that uh, you all are going to work on? I know mine's going to be a Stargate because I'm a huge fan of the Stargate. Oh, series, I love so Stargate. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, try to make a working 
Stargate. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be my I want to see that whenever that's I've, done. I've I love Stargate. Somewhere between a half dozen and a dozen projects that are in my current queue, including Griffball and Infection. Um, and then I've got Juggernaut, Headhunter, and Regicide drafted. So, so you got a big list. <laughs> um, working, working on invasion and some library functions. Uh, and then I've got two remakes uh, that I was planning: Coagulation and Sword Base. And I got to find a collaborator for Sword Base. And then one original level and uh, a racetrack that I designed in Halo Five. Oh, and then uh, the the Tron Goose, the the light cycle game oh. that I was drafting in Halo Five. Around the time infinite release. Very good. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun stuff. I know for the, I, I, we've been saying this on the podcast for a little bit, but there's always some group that goes and recreates all the old maps from previous Halos into the latest generation of the game. So I know there's going to be that catalog, and with how powerful Forge oh, yeah. is now, I know a lot of people have been talking about an, a legitimate terminal remake from Halo Two. But well, we had it in Halo Five. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't as popular, but it was, it was there, good. and it worked. I mean, they ended up making the the train go in a straight line to to make it more feasible for Halo Five. They didn't have to; they could have made it curve. It would have just been a little more complicated. But you know, they just simplified it so it wasn't over complicated for because it didn't need to be curved. Either. Right. So, yeah, like doing that in Infinite is going to be fine. It's just a matter of the movement physics for the train uh, and how it's going to have to operate. So, um, would there's more stuff to figure out there, but it'll be really interesting to see. There's already a lot of uh, remakes that have been partially drafted or, you know, quote unquote completed in the uh, flight build that, you know, someone could just go in and select the object, look at the coordinates and the scaling and start typing stuff in. And then an object just goes to that spot. You know what I mean? In their, in their uh, retail build. And then, some people are working on tools to like import those MVARs and then save them somehow and, and other blender tools. So hopefully that kind of stuff comes across because remakes with, with being able to say load up blender next to your game, like that uh, reach blender tool that currently exists um, and place an object in blender and it copies it over to your game and you can manipulate it there. So you can just make a bunch of scale triangles or put a bunch of, points in different spots to kind of like plot out where your terrain's supposed to be and then just kind of use that connect the dots situation to trace your terrain into place and then delete the dots as you go um like that that kind of stuff is really uh really cool to see get used um because that's i think how Quatsi's doing it for uh last resort uh a lot of that was used for the high ground remake and a bunch of other measurement techniques that have been so I'm, I'm I'm stoked to see where it's going to go. So they basically like had the game open in one Xbox, and then they basically just made like manually made dots and forge in the new forge. Is that well? No, like that's that's what you could do. Oh, okay. Say if you built something in the in the flight build and you wanted to port it to the retail build, you could just load up the same canvas on both, or load up your level and load up the same canvas in retail. Um, even oh, just painstakingly it on, do it manually. Got it. And just manually yeah. like input the coordinates and the scaling and the rotation, gotcha. and then make make your level into a prefab and move it around or copy it to a different canvas or I gotcha. you know change the objects out and stuff like that. But you could just do that kind of thing manually. Yeah, 
That makes sense. So, but there's there's also tools that people have made to make it work otherwise. Okay. It'd be cool to have some kind of actual integration, like being able to. And I saw this in the FAQ, which is why I'm bringing it up. But people were asking, "Hey, can I yeah. use Maya or Blender to make some kind of custom object and then inject yeah. or import that into Infinite?" So maybe one, and, maybe one day. What we're what we're seeing is people using Blender, um, and they had success with the with the um, with the flight builds, the the leaked builds that people were were entering. But those all ran in a local context rather than running on the server. So it remains to be seen if those tools are going to be viable in the retail build. Um, there was a tool that was made for Reach that integrates with Blender, and it didn't let you put custom objects in Reach because it, it's not the mod tools. But what it did let you do was you could place, you know, the, the, you had a palette in Blender that was the, was just the Reach palette, and you could place those objects and you could manipulate them in Blender. And you would see that happen live, basically, in your Reach game. Uh, Duquesne made some tutorials wow. on it. So something like that could be possible for Infinite, and we're hoping that it is. Um, but that wouldn't be something that ends up getting made by 343. I hope once it is made, if it is made, if it is successful, or if there's only a couple hurdles to it, um, that 343 sees it and does embrace it, because that's going to let people start doing things like generating fractals and then it just happens in the game. And because one of the, the limitations that we're going to see uh, with Halo is that when we look at other UGC platforms like Core or Fortnite Creative, uh, where they currently are, whereas Halo looks amazing and it's going to be able to do some things that those can't do more intuitively, mm-hmm. uh, faster and, and more gracefully, at least for the end user. Um, there's a lot of that you can't do, like the the, the terrain editing, um, you know, with a custom height map like you can in Core, um, right? Or or you know, like just writing code. Um, so in and with Fortnite Creative, like they're making this Unreal uh, editor for Fortnite thing, basically just stripped down Unreal, like Forge. It just it and runs live and works basically like these Blender tools that I described for Reach, but for Fortnite Creative. Um, right, like it's and gives them all that access. Like this would be the closest thing I'd see us getting to that, and it being a tool like Blender. Well, now three four three doesn't have to build that tool; they just have to support communication with it. Sure, like that's that's so much less dev time and headroom, at least in my eyes. Like I, I can't imagine how that wouldn't be a win for everybody involved. It, so. it would make Halo like. We've seen the success with MCC and the mod tools and the mod support and everything there. It's it's kind of a no-brainer at this point, I think. Well, well yeah, and, and that's not even a mod tool, you know what I mean? It's just a it's a tool that was built using the mod tools to make regular, for, quote-unquote, regular forging easier. Yeah. I mean, of course, you've got the concern of someone putting something dirty into the game, but that, the community can police that pretty well, I think. Yeah, and that, that has been one of their major more more concerns and stuff is stuff like that. Well, I, I know we're at the two hour mark and you guys have, <laughs> have probably wanted to, to leave for a while, but uh, <laughs> I know we could talk about no, Forge not wanting for... wanting to, just, just kind of need yeah. to. <laughs> right. Oh, I right. could talk about this for hours, dude. We might have to have you on again after the winter update and like the initial kind of Forge beta and whenever Forge actually launches, maybe have you guys on again. Maybe get more to the party. 
Oh yeah. yeah feel free yeah, to pull feel free to pull uh questions from people and especially about scripting and I'll do my best <laughs> to answer. Sounds good. I'm planning on doing a lot as, as many streams as I can um where it's just all right, ask me questions or give me shit to try and we'll we'll just do it. <laughs> well, give again real quick where can people get to Forge Hub? You guys mentioned Discord earlier. So yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we have uh, our Discord. Discord. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our Discord is on um, uh, our Twitter and our website at ForgeHub.com. And our Twitter is at ForgeHub. Uh, we're also on uh, YouTube, um, which is where you'll be able to find some of our like tutorials and like map creator uh, spotlights, things like that. You know, go check that out. Um, that's also ForgeHub as well. Um, so really, really simple across all the board. Very good. <laughs> So yeah, pretty much anything Forge Hub will get you all where you need to go. Yep, and as long as you, as long as you, I mean, the easiest route probably to find the Discord if you don't have a direct link to it um, currently is probably through our Twitter. That's the easiest thing for people to find uh, because I don't think there's a link directly on the website yet. Um, Uh, There was, but should be. The, we're we're getting we're getting that set up. So at least for the new yeah. website launch, that that should be there. But yeah, Twitter is our yeah. uh, easiest place, our most active to um to find it. Or we're also on Facebook too. Um, you can oh yeah, look us up yeah. on there uh, and do more of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, for my personal handle, I'm at Nick underscore the Birdman. You know, so you can find me on there. Yep, and I'm just at Captain Punch three seven four. Sounds good. Keep it simple. Well, thank you, folks, for coming on and talking about Forge and all the fun, exciting stuff coming with Forge Hub. Um, $10,000 prize pool for Forge Contest is going to be pretty crazy. Can't wait to see what comes out of those. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening who uh, listened to this episode. I know we got a little bit of a out-of-cycle podcast here, but with how big Forge is going to be, figured this might be a worthwhile topic to discuss. and. Can't wait to see what our friends over at Forge Hub are going to do next. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.